So here we are at the Fight for the Forest Fundraiser Festival Spectacular here at Corroboree Park. It's raining outside, but we're nice and dry inside. I'm joined by Ellie Gilbert, who uh, amongst many other things has uh, been working for a very long time on the uh, Lake Cowell campaign. How you going, Ellie? I'm good, and nice to talk to you. Yeah, yeah, likewise, likewise. So, um, well, it's raining today. It rained yesterday, it rained the day before. It's been raining for a week or two, and it's been raining really well for about six months before that. So, um, people from Canberra will be familiar with Lake George starting to fill up. What else is happening out at Lake Cowell? Well, the drought is over finally and there's been so much rain um, Chappie flew over in a plane about 10 days ago and the lake was 70% full which meant the water was actually lapping up against the wall of the mine the bund wall that's been extended into the lake bed. Right so what, what sort of part of the mine is behind that wall? The pit the pit, the pit which is now 200 metres deep and behind that, the tailings dams are about another three kilometres back from that. But the country's flat. And we've had so much rain recently that the Lachlan, right as we speak, is rising. They expect it to peak at Yagara at over seven metres. Parks has already had, I think, 40 homes evacuated. The road's been cut between Condoblin and Forbes and Condoblin and Parks. And when the Lachlan rises, that's when um, the lake fills up through Gemalong Creek. And plus, it's been raining north of Cootamundra, and that also fills the lake up through Bland Creek in the south. So there's water coming in from all directions. And then if the river rises downstream from Condoblin, there's a creek called Humbug Creek that links the Lachlan, we call it the Kalara River to Lake Cow and the EIS for the mine they left that creek out of the EIS because it's called Humbug Creek because if the lake's higher than the river the water will flow to the river whereas if the river's rising and is higher than the lake it'll reverse direction and flow back to the lake and if ever there's going to be a catastrophe and leakage from the tailings dams, which have the cyanide pollutants in there, um, Humbug Creek would be the vehicle that takes it to the river. So we actually, if there are any people who want to come and do water monitoring, um, please contact us at savelakecow.com, uh, at yahoo.com, because that's what we need to do right now is to get some baseline studies done in the water. So that's savelakecowl at yahoo.com? Yes. And you're calling out for people to take samples? Yes. Let us know when you're available, if you've got the skills, um, if you want to be part of it, and we'll arrange something um, probably over the holidays. Fantastic. Now, I guess um, we should explain a little bit more about the mine. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're just assuming people know because we just right. talk for half an hour about it. <laughs> uh, now, what, what are they digging out of the ground? And they're taking gold. Um, and they're using cyanide leaching, which is a heat leaching method. So they dig out the ore, and when the ore gets exposed to oxygen in the air, it releases arsenic. So it's already releasing a cumulative poison. Arsenic is a very nasty toxin that accumulates in the, blood, in the um, living systems. So it goes up the food chain and 
sort of thing that would hit eagles and yes. people and whales. And yes, yeah. gets concentrated through the um, food chain. Uh, and this, they're bringing in 6,090 tonnes of cyanide a year. Uh, and this is, they then spray it on the ore and that releases the gold from the rock. And then there's a breakdown method and then the salts of cyanide end up in the tailings ponds. And then the two tailings ponds and they're each a, a kilometre square, so they're huge things. Kilometre square, that's very big. And one dries out and then they um, use the diggers and build up the wall of the tailings pond from the sludge that's dried out in the bottom. So all of the toxic sludge from the bottom of these ponds goes to build the actual wall of the dam. Yeah, and then that one fills up and they dry out the other one. And if this expansion of the mine goes ahead, they want to double the size and double the life, those walls will end up as high as a 15-storey block of flats. 15 storeys. What's that in metres? That's 150 feet. 30 something metres. No, it's more than that. It's 50 metres. It's 50 metres. 50 metres? Yeah, about 50. Between 45 and 50 metres. Between 45 and 50 metres. And, and we managed to talk to the mine at one stage when they were trying to talk about the artefacts and we asked them um, for this expansion if they were going to use more water. This is in a drought. And they go, oh, a little bit more. And it took half an hour to get out of them that they were actually going to increase the water consumption by 40% and that would be taken out of the river. And that these, to actually get the information, because if you go to the website, you can't tell how high these tailing stamps are because they sort of make the figures obscure. And they work from the datum at Fort Denison in Sydney. <laughs> but they don't tell you what that datum is for the ground level there. They just tell you how much they're going to increase it. But anyway, we pursued it and it, yeah it turns out to be between 45 and 50 meters and then we said you're going to leave them on the floodplain forever and they go yes so this is the bread basket of australia one of the main bread baskets central new south wales and we have this toxic um construction left forever on the floodplain, plus all the arsenic that's coming out of the area. The humongous pile of toxic sludge. And there's, and there's no solution to it, because where do you take it? You can't you put it anywhere because it's on someone else's country. And they're manufacturing this cyanide in Gladstone, in Queensland. And it's a very simple element, hydrogen and carbon and nitrogen. And then they transport it down from Gladstone on, like, third and fourth world style railways to Sydney and then because the lines don't match they truck it across um, from Botany to Parramatta on the busiest roads, some of the busiest roads in Australia and then they put it on the western line it ends up in Dubbo and then they truck it from Dubbo out to the mine and Condovan's already had a cyanide spill back in 1992 when a wheat truck um, stalled or there was some funny story behind it. Anyway, it was stuck on the level crossing and the train ran into it and 40 tonnes of cyanide spilled across the land and it was just being carried in cardboard drums and plastic bags and it, it, grog and cyanide just spread across the country and the area was closed for 10 days and there was one guy, they called him Luke Skywalker because he just kept looking up at the sky because had it rained they would have evacuated that area for 50 kilometres. And they already evacuated the Aboriginal community at Willow Bend because they were first in line. And SES out there know what cyanide means because they had to 
clean it up. Um, so every Easter, um, we've had a convergence out at Lake Cow, so people can see for themselves what's going on. And uh, after one of them, um, one of the ladies from Canberra who was well into her 70s, the police, and he was in charge of the whole region, um, he pulled her over when she was going home. She said, oh, you know, thank you for being there. The kids were really well behaved. And she goes, no, they are good kids. I had nothing to do with controlling their behaviour. And he said, oh, don't worry about the cyanide. You just sweep it up with a broom. So there's the inspector of police doing PR for the mining company. And so I gave her the newspaper articles from the Locklander back in 92 when they had this spill. I said, look, you send them to him. So at least we know, he knows what happened in 92. But that's the way all this stuff gets entangled. You've got the police doing PR for a mining company. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. Well, I mean, what, what's the sort of, what's the sort of economic impact on a, on a small sort of probably faltering agricultural sort of area like that when a mine opens up? That must be huge. Yeah, it brought in um, employment to West Wyalong particularly, and that's an old mining town. So that's the area that's benefited. Um, a lot of the farmers had leases and they just sold out. It was a drought, so a lot of them were quite happy to get out. One stayed and ended up growing all the trees for their plantings and whatever. But now I was out there recently and because the water's come up to the mine, finally the pennies sunk and they're saying this mine should never have been allowed to go ahead. Whereas we were a supporter paid for Australia Post to deliver. We did a nice little booklet early on and she paid for Australia Post to deliver it all the way down the mail run. So every property in the district around the mine knew what was coming. So they can't say they didn't know, but they weren't prepared to really think ahead and work out what's going to happen. And with these rains, already I think we're up to one in 50 years with the rain. And and when the area floods, like when Oxley, the explorer, came through, he thought he found the inland sea. It's just this massive expanse of water. And I'm fearful that's what's going to happen. But if it does, it might stop the mine expanding. Yeah, well, what would happen if, if that cyanide in those dams got loose into a great big flood like that? You'd have a situation like um, the Teaser River that flowed into the Danube in Hungary. And it just kills. Like, it's like one milligram of kill a fish or something. So it really dilute. And a 2% solution, a teaspoonful, of a 2% solution of cyanide will kill a human being. And it's what Hitler used in the gas chambers. Mm. It's lethal. And the pictures of the Teaser River, they were pulling cows out of the water, they were pulling fish out. It just kills a lot. Whatever drinks that water? Yeah, whatever's in it. Yeah. So it's not good. Well, thank you. All right. And uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed, eh? And please, water samplers or any ecologists and scientists now who want to come on board, it's the time's right. So please contact us. What was your one? Safe Lake Cal. That's S A V E L A K E C O W A L at yahoo.com. Thank you, Ellie. Thank you very much, Scotty.